What is up? I know it's been a minute. It's been a while since I've been here. However, as you guys know, summer always gets a little bit crazy, and it is what it is. Anybody with kids <laughs> can tell you all about the madness that ensues when summertime shows up. I thought I'd have more time. Turns out it's the complete opposite. However, I've had a lot of great episodes that I've been, you know, just working on and trying to get out to you guys as soon as possible. And today's episode is no different. In fact, it's probably one of the most heartfelt episodes where I'm like, yo, this one kind of tugged at my heartstrings just to see how somebody can come from a very, very dark, depressing, and just a lost place, man. And instead of just taking his life like a lot of people would, you know, Ian Hill fought through that. He fought through that, and he went on to play Division One football. I'm dead serious, man. He is out on a mission. He's out to set a record. This man has done it before. He could probably do it again. And I'm I'm rooting for him, man. And he's doing this to raise awareness in regards to suicide and men in particular. Because I don't know if you guys noticed, but the suicide rates have only been getting worse and worse. And it's something that we got to raise awareness about. And like I tell my buddies, I'm like, hey, you're going through a hard time, man. Call me, dog. Just talk to me talk to me talk to anybody around you and if you're going through a hard time then you can make sure you check out his website which is called a season to change season to save a life.org all right and you can email ian at season to change a life.org and you know what if you got nobody else to talk to you can call him at 775-298-1014 now what made this story so intriguing to me and what really made me think man is that ian is a successful man like he's not somebody that's going through like and he told me this in the episode where it's like dude i you know i was doing well he is doing extremely well the man's a humanitarian business leader award-winning social innovator professional development pioneer world record breaker here's some of the words often used when referring to ian hill whether he's running a multi-million dollar business with over 100 employees or spearheading first of their kind life-changing community project ian hill is recognized for being a catalyst for positive change throughout the world today ian is a ceo of a nash of the national grassroots media corporation and its family of networks these digital tv and radio networks reach 185 million households across the u.s and 3.1 billion mobile devices around the world. Ian is also a professional development expert who launched one of the most innovative professional and personal development models ever created. From the use of live video streaming, starting as early as 2010, to proprietary behavioral change model to help participants maximize their potential personally and professionally, whole cities and major corporations have participated in his programs and benefited from demonstrated quantifiable and lasting change crazy right but currently ian is attempting to set another world record by becoming the oldest man to play college football the effort is to save lives by de-stigmatizing mental health for men as middle-aged men are 70 percent more likely to commit suicide than any other segment of the population 
as well as introducing them to partner programs that will provide meaningful information and tangible tools that foster mental wellness, resiliency, and strength. Ian has partnered with the number one long snapping coach in the nation to achieve the record and already has interest from several top colleges. I don't know about you, man, but I am rooting for him and I hope and I pray and, and I really want to see this come to fruition because it is one cool story to see, man. So without any further ado, let's jump into this one, guys, and I hope there is a lot you can take. Again, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about about you know if you're going through a tough time man if, if you're going through a tough time please just check in the description of this podcast episode if not go to season to save a life.org there's all kinds of great resources and a lot of people that you can reach out to all right enough of my yapping let's get into a powerful story man a powerful story about dark times and how to overcome them man all right let's jump on in It doesn't matter if you're a skilled veteran in PE or you're just getting started. You're going to need some for your lubrication needs. And the best thing on the market is none other than Jelk to Grow. That's right. Jelk to Grow is the only thing that is made specifically for us PEers. So you don't got to mess around with that oily mess that sometimes, well, you know, if you're brand new and you're just getting started, you got no other alternatives. Sometimes we go down that road, but we don't have to anymore. We can go down the best road possible when it comes to using the right tools for PE. And that would include none other than gel to grows bomb. It doesn't make a mess. It helps you heal. It helps you moisturize. And I mean, I'm probably going to go through about 20 of these tins <laughs> this year. So make sure you get yourself one too. I swear by it because I use it, baby. And make sure you get yours too. Check it out at gelktogrow.com. Click the link in the description below. What is going on, guys? I hope you guys are doing fantastic. I hope you're ready for another fantastic episode. I got none other than Ian Hill, who's joining us today, who's trying to accomplish something kind of remarkable. Ian, you want to let us know what you're trying to do, man? <laughs> trying? We're not trying. We're going to be the oldest man to ever play Division One NCAA Division One college football down in the States. Damn. And what team are you going to play for, man? Well, right now, I'm, I have tryouts. So I have a tryout with the University of North Alabama. I have a tryout with the University of Idaho. And just this morning, literally before I came on the air, I got uh, the head coach at William & Mary University reached out to me and said, hey, I need your contact info. So I'm not sure yet where, but we're going to play somewhere for sure. Hey, man, you know what? You love to see it. This is one of those stories where I see it in 10 years. You know, it's going to be one of those Hallmark classics we're going to watch every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or somebody like that will play me. I'll be good looking. It'll be awesome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe The Rock. The yeah, rock. you know, you get The Rock, you know. That sounds about I right. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about Hallmark movies, but I know this. I know that we're doing it to bring light to the alarming suicide rate amongst middle-aged men who are 70% more likely to take their own life than any other segment of the population. So it's really about hope. But if yeah. this crazy old man can go play college football against 20, 21, 22-year-old world-class athletes, if he can pull that off, then I can, I can overcome the challenges that I'm facing. That's, that's the formula right there. 
And what kind of led you down that road to, like we were talking about a little bit off air, you know, we know that a lot of people kind of get to that stage in life where it's like, you know what, I've had enough, I'm bored, whatever the case may be. But what really brought this to the forefront of your life where you're like, hey, I got to do something about it. I got to, you know, expose this a little bit. Life was good for me. I was very fortunate. I owned a company in Canada, owned a company in the United States. As we were talking off air, uh, just there in Vancouver, I helped donate two playgrounds there in Vancouver and a another 166 across Canada from coast to coast. Um, I had just been nominated uh, to the Prime Minister's Social Innovator of the Year Award in Canada. Nice. And I walked downstairs a couple of weeks after that and told my family I didn't want to live anymore. Told my family that I wanted to die. Told my family that I had no worth and I had no value. And all of it was bullshit. None of it mattered. Yeah. It was this depression this feeling of a lack of worth and no, how many, no matter how many times I got keys to the city, no matter how many accolades, no matter how much recognition, it didn't matter. I still felt like I was a piece of crap. That stemmed from a bunch of junk that happened in my past that I thought I had dealt with, but I hadn't. So I went into a deep, dark chasm of depression where I thought about killing myself every day. Through the hard work and energy of a lot of loving people, I came out of that. And when I did, I said, you know what? I'm going to kick the shit out of depression. Okay, well, what are you going to do? And I thought, huh, I broke a world record a couple of years ago. So I broke a world record, the world's longest speech, promised we won't break it today. Um, (laughs) So I I broke the world record for the world's longest speech. So I thought, well, what world record could I break again to inspire men? And I thought, you know, men, middle-aged men love college football. Yeah. Both in the United States and Canada, they love college football. But what if I was the oldest man to ever play college football? And that's where it began. And to be frank, I needed something that I could be all in for. Yeah. Because if I didn't have something, you know this, what I'm about to say, train for, to -hmm. get up and go to the gym two and three times a day for, to correct my nutrition for, to set my mindset for. Something bigger than me was the only way I was going to get out of the rut. So originally, it was about saving my own life. And then we figured if I was going to do the journey, we might as well have men join us. That, I mean, you nailed it on the head. And it's kind of like I told you off air, I I found for myself dealing with my own issues, you know, I found that, you know, physical fitness was the way out. That's my escape hatch. This is kind of like, it gives me something like a North star almost. And I find that for a lot of us, yourself included, it's almost like, okay, well, how can I take this pain almost and transmute it into something else? And it's interesting too, because it's almost like that discipline, that rigidity almost puts us back in line. You know, yeah. it almost helps to like self-organize the brain and help organize the mind once again. Now, how did you find it? Well, you know, I, and, and to, to dovetail off of that, Chemically, we know now, right? Chemically, all of the right chemicals flow when I go and bust my butt. And whether that's on a running trail, whether that's on a bike, whether that's in a gym, moving away, whether whatever in a pool swimming, all of those activities, then they force the brain to create the chemicals, all the happy chemicals that we need, right? Yeah. So for me, I learned this as a kid. I had a really challenged childhood like many. I was adopted um, and smuggled actually into the States by the United States Air Force from Iran. 
Wow. My adopted mom died when I was five. My adopted father, for the most part, left when I was 13. I was raised by coaches. I was raised by men and women who used athletics to change my life. So when I was looking at coming back to the land of the living, if you will, yeah. it was athletics again, because I knew that athletics had saved me before. And I knew that athletics could save me once again. And so get in the gym, start to train, focus on a goal bigger than myself. And at first it didn't matter whether I achieved the goal or not, right? It didn't matter. It was just yeah. that I had a, a reason to wake up every day. Yeah. And I had a training regime and I had a structure. And then once we started to get some momentum, I thought, crap, I can actually do this. So I called the number one long snapping coach in the world because that's what I do. I'm a long snapper. And I said, hey, man, you're, you, you're the best. You have half the long snappers in the NFL are your guys. You put a thousand players into, in, into college program, division one college programs. Will you help me? Absolutely, I'll help. And then oh, wow. people, just started, people just started coming, man. And now we're doing it. Well, it's kind of, I mean, the reason why I love this, right, kind of get a little bit of, uh, I'm not going to lie, you know, getting a little bit of the tingles right now. But because uh, <laughs> it's one of those feel good where you're just like, you, you want to get behind somebody like that, plus your cause, plus what you're doing. And it's like, it's almost like these weird synchronicities just start to line up, right? Where it's like the world sees what you're doing. It's positive. Everybody wants to see you succeed, man. And I kind of feel that life is like that too, where it's like, you know what, when you kind of put your head down, you say, you know what, I have this goal. I want to do whatever. You can almost take the parallels of what you're doing right now to just a dude who's thinking about committing suicide. And he can learn from what you're talking about and just say, hey, you know what, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe I can dedicate myself fully, immerse myself into something, and maybe I'll get rid of these feelings or at least make it until tomorrow. You know, I have to tell you, it was the next five minutes for me. Now, not everybody was in, is in that place, but for me, it was five minutes. I'm gonna make it the next five minutes. Yeah. Journey was, this wasn't a journey that was a hockey stick, right? Oh, okay, it's gonna be great. Yeah. It was up and down and all around and in and out and difficult. And even today, to be frank, you know, Every time I come on one of these shows, there's that little voice that says, you know, um, you're not going to make it. You're not going to do it. You're not going to achieve it. You're not going to attain it. And so I think for me, not for everyone, but for me, it's a constant battle, right? It's an everyday battle. Um, however, with that said, because I've done the work, as you pointed out, the enemy gets smaller and smaller every time. Yeah. And, and, and it dissipates, right? The, the enemy gets weaker and weaker and weaker as I get stronger and stronger and stronger. So for those guys that are listening right now that might be going through something similar, you can win this, right? You can win this. 100%. And it's almost like, you're right, because it does start to dissipate over time when you start to realize your own strength. You're like, wait a minute, why am I listening to this? Like, who are you? Who is this? Like, what is this? Like, this is not true. It's a fallacy. And you start to realize the lies that you tell yourself sometimes and how sometimes it's just like, wait a minute, this is just a voice in my head. Or sometimes on the flip side, and according to the science, right, it's, it's your mind trying to protect you from getting hurt. 
mm-hmm. right? Or it's almost like I looked into the inner child healing, right? Where it's like, you know what? It's your inner child that's still hurting that just wants to make sure you never feel that pain again. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what it is, though, it's kind of like we have to let go of these things or just realize that they're not true. You know, mm-hmm. if there's no enemy within, hey, man, there's no enemy that you can deal with, right? Like, <laughs> 100%. And, you know, I the way that it was explained to me is that when we're younger or at any time in our life, our subconscious mind protects us. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it doesn't have nuance. Our subconscious mind is very black and white, right? Our subconscious mind is only job is to protect us. So like for me, my dad would, my adoptive father would go to hit me. He got a certain look on his face. And so when I saw that look, what did I know to do? Block. Even though the punch wasn't coming, block. Because that punch is going to come, block. Look on the face, block. Look on the face, block. Look on the face, block. So it served me well. But then when I'm 30 years old or 40 years old, and somebody has a look on their face, I don't need to block. Yeah. And it's those patterns of thinking and behavior and communication that once served to protect us or were a result of harm or result of some kind of difficulty or challenge, but we're still using them and they're no longer applicable. Mm-hmm. So we got to yeah. change them because they're actually, they're actually doing harm to us now, right? They're holding us back. Yeah, the man who can't love because he had a screwed up whatever. So now he doesn't love anybody. Well, that yeah. doesn't serve you any well, bro. It used to serve you well, you were right. But now it's actually doing harm to your spouse or to your significant other, doing harm to your children because you don't know how to be intimate with them. Yeah. So these patterns of behavior, thinking and communication, we just have to ask ourselves, are they serving us well? And if they're not serving us well, change them. No guilt, no shame. Just are they still working? No, change it. It's and then that time. Yeah. And then new 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 approach, right? New 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 behavior. 100%. But the thing is and that's where even for myself I realize it's a lot easier said than done because it's almost like how do I I undo something that's been just, you know, engraved in me? You know, how do I scratch that out and now put in like a new programming? It's extremely difficult. And, you know, for us to just talk about it at a conscious level, like, I agree, man, like 100% right. But man, that process, that process is what I think is so difficult for for so many men out there. So let's talk about that. So I had to go learn what that was all about, right? And one of the things that gave me tremendous hope was when I learned neuroplasticity, that the brain actually has the capacity to rewire itself. Yeah. And this is going to sound crazy, but I just started calling the top experts in the world. Hey, my name is Ian Hill. I'm trying to be the oldest man and play college football. What? Hey, I need to learn about neuroplasticity because I have abandonment issues. Hey, I need to learn about neuroplasticity because I get pissed off really easy. Hey, I need to learn about neuroplasticity because I'll self-sabotage and destroy everything I build. Mm -hmm. I need to rewire my brain. Teach me how. And so they taught me how. And number one, your brain doesn't know what not to do. It only knows what to do. It doesn't not. It does. So instead of saying, I'm not going to go do drugs, you got to replace that with something else. Now, obviously, whether it's drugs, alcohol, and some other things, there is literally a chemical physiological dependency. Yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation. But let's talk about emotional pieces. I can rewire my brain. And whether we use cognitive behavioral therapy, whether we use meditation, 
whether we use all kinds of other things. Maybe somebody taps into their faith and their belief system. Yeah, It is possible to rewire your brain. How do I know? I've done it. Yeah. I've gone from believing that I was, so you, you know, you feel like you're a piece of shit. And so you have to reprogram that brain. And that neuroplasticity allows you to do that. So how did I go about doing that? So for me personally, it was literally 4.30 in the morning. And, and for me, what worked was affirmations and meditation. Yeah. I looked what science told me about me. Science told me that I was a rare and unique creature with incredible talent and ability. Mm -hmm. It's a scientific fact that 70 billion people have lived on the planet. And it's a scientific fact that there was nobody like me or like you. Yeah. There's never been anybody like that, like me or you. Never will be, never has been. So what did that tell me? That told me I was rare and unique. Then I read that there's enough energy within me to light a small city. Then I read that there was no computer in the world that could touch my brain. Then I realized that my heart is unlike any engine on the planet. There's no mechanical device on the planet that can do what my heart does. Yeah. Day after day, week after week, year after year, month after month, so on and so on and so on and so on for 85 years without stopping. And then I realized I'm not a piece of shit. I'm a fucking miracle. <laughs> like I'm amazing. I yeah. am amazing. I made it to the moon and back. I built the pyramids. I can fly though. I do not have wings. Not just me, but every human being. Mm. I'm not a piece yeah. of shit. So I started reminding myself of that every morning. Then yeah. as we've already talked about, get in the gym. Get the chemicals that need to flow the positive chemicals flowing. And then finally, what am I putting in my body? Am I putting anything in my body that would make my body attack itself? Yeah. That would inflame me, that would swell me, that would make my body do anything but support me and move me forward. Just those three things started to dig me out of the fog of depression. And then, as you can guess, Little victories led to big victories. And next thing you know, you got momentum. And the next thing you know, you're not only are you where you used to be, but you're beyond where you used to be because you're healthy and you're whole and you're not trying to live two lives. You're right. The whole thing about neuroplasticity is just that you're able to change it if you want. And the one thing that stuck out to me, though, and I mean, that's one thing that I've always kind of glazed over, but you're right. You can only tell the brain what to do, not what not to do. Right. And that's interesting because that's one thing that I know consciously, but I haven't applied it sometimes. You know, it's like, no, nah, I got to make sure I don't do X, Y, Z instead of like, because right now I'm cutting. Right. And when you die, you always you write out your meal plan, your meal prep. And I always make notes and I'll say, OK, don't eat processed foods. Don't eat pizza. Don't eat this, that and the other. Right. But now it's more you're right. Focus on what you are going to do and just do that. Get your water in, get your nutrition right and focus on what you're going to do. Exactly. And, and that was the whole world record thing, right? The whole world record thing. Oh, I'm going to go be the oldest man to play college football. Some 21 year old 310 pound guy is going to crush me like a bug. I probably should get to the gym. I probably <laughs> should do this. I probably and it just turned into, if I want to be that thing, I'm going to have to do this stuff. Exactly. Again, it's work. Again, it takes time you will step three times back. You will make one step forward. You will stumble and fall. But I always use the analogy of the baby, right? Yeah. 
when the baby starts to learn how to walk, how many times that baby fall down? Thousand times. Two thousand. If you're a friend or you're a spouse or you know someone that's going through the things that we're talking about, remember this baby analogy. One of the reasons that baby gets up after it's fell down on his pampers is because everybody in the room cheers the attempt. Yeah. Nobody's like, oh man, baby, what's going on with you? I cannot believe you fell on your ass again. Man, I'm done with you. You told me you were gonna change, I'm out the door. If you can't learn how to walk, then I'm out. No, yeah. everyone's like, hey, baby, good job, baby. Woo, baby, you're amazing. And baby's like, oh, okay, let me try that again. Yeah. So when someone is trying to change their lives, we gotta give them space to change. Celebrate yeah. the attempt. Don't say, oh, that behavior looks really, really similar to the shit that I said I wasn't gonna put up with anymore. So I'm out. Well, yeah. yeah. And then they're not gonna try anymore. So the baby analogy, the, at least every human being that I know who has the capacity to walk has eventually learned how to walk. Now, part yeah. of that is obviously built into them and in, inherent in them and physiological. But I also think a big part of it is that everybody around them is cheering. Yeah. You got so the support you a, that you need. Yeah. Exactly. So if you have a friend that's going through a tough time, telling them all the ways they screwed up does not help them. Yeah. What helps them is you got this, bro. Yeah, but what if they lie to me? What if they steal from me? What if they cheat on me? I got you and you need to protect yourself and have strong boundaries. I don't disagree. But as far as their progress goes, they're going to make more progress if we're positive cheering than it is, uh, that wasn't good enough. That wasn't good enough. That wasn't good enough. You're just going to beat them down. They're already beat down. 100%. But that's the importance of the support. And if you look at a lot of these different places, like there's a guy that I like to listen to one of his podcasts where he talks about how, you know, he went to Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And he joined in and he's like, you know, I thought this was all crazy until I was here, you know, week after week. And he noticed that support was the biggest thing that was kind of holding him, holding him together, right? Was the support. I'm coming here once a week. These people are going to cheer me on, even though I told him I screwed up again. They're like, hey, don't worry, man. Next week, you got this. It's like, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. Now the man's a moderator there. And he said that it just kind of came down to these random people supporting him. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's funny that you said that too, about how, you know, the people around you are usually the closest ones or are the first ones to put you right back down. Like, nah, you ain't that. Nah, you're not that guy. Yeah. And, and it's kind of strange. Part of that is and part of that is because they've been hurt. Yeah. Like, I, I don't blame them, right? I don't blame the spouse for saying you're an F up because that spouse has been hurt. Or I don't blame the friend who, you know, you stole their stuff to go, get, to go pawn it and then go get some money and then go do something negative. Okay, yeah. I get it. So those people have been burned. And you know what? You bring out an excellent point. And that's why sometimes we got to get out of the circle that we were running in. 100%. The environment, of, I think, is the worst. Right. Because not because they're necessarily going to pull you back down, but they might not give you the space to change. They've been yeah. so hurt by you. They've been so defeated by you that they just don't see that you can do it differently. And if you've burned that many bridges, which I know speaking from experience, I have, sometimes you just gotta say, man, you're not gonna give me the space to change. I love you, but I'm gonna have to step over here, do my changing, and then I'll come back and see if I can reconcile with you. 100%. But that's the thing is that sometimes, I mean, we call them growing pains for a reason. Yeah. 
and there's no other way around it and sure you know the baby gets up whatever but when it comes to like us and physiological growth or whatever the challenge may be we all know inherently that it's not going to be easy the process is difficult but the process is also what makes you you know like they say diamonds are only created under pressure right and in your situation i mean you're trying to play college football like you mentioned before you know you're going to get crushed by some 350 pound dude <laughs> you better prepare for that right and the only way to really prepare for that is to get your ass in that journey and start prepping every day you right. know every day it's like you wake up i also i <laughs> i had to stop and say to myself what do i have so this is another piece that i'll lay at your listeners feet every one of us has something yeah. what is our thing you good listener you're a good talker, you're a good friend, you're funny, um, maybe you're you're very supportive. You know, what is that thing you got? So when I go to these college football teams and I reach out to them and say, hey, I'm 57 years old, I want to be a long snapper. After the laughter sh shuts down, I say, have to say then, here's what I can bring of value. Hey, I'm a proven winner. I've won awards around the world. I've done yeah. seven things that have never been done before. I mean, I, here's what I got. Here's what I got. Here's what I got. So focusing on that, as opposed to I'm 57, I can't run a 40 and such. I can't bench this and that. Don't worry about what you can't do. So to all of your listeners, I would say focus on ability. It's a focus on ability strategy. Mm -hmm. Don't focus on your lack of ability or a disability. Focus on what you can bring to the party exclusively. Don't even worry about what you can't do. Just focus on what you can do and then bring it and bring it and bring it and bring it like nobody's business, right? Even if all you got is energy, if all you that. can bring is enthusiasm, you'll be like a freaking magnet. People want to be hanging out with you every day. Yeah. We all have something that we can bring to the party, identify it proactively, and then just make sure you bring it consistently. Well, you're right. It's almost like master at your craft or a jack of all trades, right? So you could be a master at nothing and just kind of be subpar and everything. But you're right. And I think going back to the whole suicidal kind of side of things, a lot of people in that situation forget about their self-worth, right? And I think that's huge because a lot of people are like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm nothing. And it's like, wait a minute, hold on, man. Like, like, who are you? You know, what do you know about yourself? Like, what, what, what can you say about you is, is extremely special? Right. And we all have something that's special. And I think that when you do bring that to the table, it'll change your life. It'll change the life of everybody around you and make everybody's lives better. But you have to recognize that, too. And you got to get out of your own head and say, no, I'm not a piece of shit. I am excellent at whatever it is that I do. And I will bring this to the table and I will show the world how great I am. Muhammad Ali. One hundred percent. Hey, you know, that was that 70 billion people on the path planet epiphany for me because i thought if there was 70 billion of some watch that was on my hand but there was one that was handcrafted and handmade and there was one that was special and unlike all the others how much would it sell on ebay for yeah. it'd be priceless right it'd be priceless and that's when i realized i was priceless i realized that i had significant value and it wasn't based on my performance my success didn't make me more valuable and my failure didn't make me less valuable, nor did it make my friends, family, coworkers, and people I'm living on the planet with more or less valuable. 
Yeah. You are valuable, period. It's a scientific fact. Your performance, however, helps you reach your goals or not. But those are two different things. We are inherently valuable. Reaching dreams and goals comes from effort and hard work and dedication and commitment. Yeah. Those are two different things. So you're. I think you are spot on, man. Bang on when you say people take their life because they think they have no value. Yeah. Think about all the mechanisms built in us to protect us. The yeah. body is built, the mind, the subconscious, all of them are built to protect us. So a person has to jump over all those hurdles to take their own life. They must truly feel like they have no value. And so that's my message in this world record attempt. You have value, you have worth, the planet's only better if you stick around. Yeah, which is the truth. It is the truth, man. It's, it's the truth. Else is a straight up lie, even though, let's be frank, even though your current circumstances might send the message that you're a piece of shit because yeah. you've done some shitty things or life circumstances have been shitty. Whether, whether it's self-induced or external circumstances, you might be getting the message that you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. It's and a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. And you're right, because it's kind of like, the other thing that I like, and it's funny because the personal trainer, you kind of turn into psychologist, right? But you'll be talking to people and you'll be like, dude, you are not your past. Your past does not define you. In the same way you can change your physical body, in the same way you can change your mindset. I mean, you, you are not defined by the now of yesterday because the now is always changing, right? Like you're only present in the now of right now, now. <laughs> and even as I said that, the now has already shifted. Now it's your choice. Do I continue being the person that I've been dragging around for the past 20 years with the sins and sorrows of whatever's holding him back? Or do I say, you know what? No, you know, let, let's leave that guy over there. I'm going to start working on this new version of me. And in 10 years, you'll, you'll look at it like an investment. And you're like, oh, wow, man, I sure have appreciated value. I sure have changed. You know, everything about me is completely different. I don't even recognize who that person is anymore. And I think that's what a lot of guys don't realize is that it's all about progression, man. Like, I think it's one of the pillars of masculinity is progression. You got to be yeah. progressing. But I think a lot of the times as well in our society, we forget about our own progression as men, as human beings. Like, we're always focusing on all the external stuff and we disregard the intrinsic stuff. And I think that's where a lot of these issues are starting to stem from. I think that's an excellent point and great wisdom on your part. You know, we, we define our progression based on, am I making more money ne next year than I am last year? And do I have a nicer car next year than I have last year? The, the challenge with that matrix or that dynamic is it never is enough. No. There's never contentment in that, no. but there can be contentment in self-mastery. So forget about the external, what kind of car I have, what kind of phone I have, do I have the newest Jordans on my feet? Forget about all that because that doesn't say you have worth. Pericles said, what really defines our worth, the monuments that we build is what we leave in somebody else's heart. Wow. So we all, every one of us from quote unquote, the lowliest to the highest amongst us can be somebody if we take the time to just make an impact on one human being. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, you and I, we probably don't possess the greatness to bend history itself. That's probably true. 
probably. But we can handle our corner of the world. Yeah. It's like this podcast, man. You're stepping up and you're handling your corner of the world. You said, I'm going to bring information, tangible tools, and actionable items to men and others. And I'm going to help them live better lives and more fulfilled lives. And yeah. so you are saying, I'm going to handle my corner of the world. And you're a living example of what all the things that we're talking about right now. And yeah, this podcast is a manifestation of that, right? It's an example of how we can handle our little corner of the world. Hey, man, I appreciate that. But you're right. It's it's kind of like, you know what it is, too? I, I found that, and the reason why I kind of I brought this up and I told you, like, all the knowledge that I've acquired, I'm like, what good is it if I die with this knowledge and I don't share it? You know, and that's kind of one thing that I'm like, there's a lot of guys that are getting scammed out of things, you know, when it comes to sexual health, men's health. And a lot of people are reaching out for the wrong thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to like steer people in the right direction. Like, hey, man, you don't have to commit suicide. Hey, man, you don't have to buy that. Hey, man, you don't got to live a life and where you're putting up barriers just to to put this projection out there. That's not true. You know, when it comes to our actual health, our well-being, man, it's deeper than that. And I kind of feel like with the work you're doing, with the work I'm doing, man, it's about just getting guys' heads right. Like, hey, man, you don't have to live a lie, man. Yeah. And ultimately, it kind of just comes down to that because our well-being, if we're able to do that, man, I feel like society would be a spectacular place. Yeah. And maybe we can get rid of some of these issues that exist. Well, we will. We will get rid of them. And it'll be one man at a time. That's the thing. 100%. We're not going to do it a million men at a time. We're going to do one man and one man, and he's going to go do one man and then one and one and one. And I know that sounds Pollyannish, but if you think of every great movement of society, that's how it's happened. Yeah. I mean, even in, when we talk about Canada, we talk about Terry Fox. Yeah. And we talk about the fact that he didn't have the basic fundamentals to do the task. Mm -hmm. There was no possible way he was going to run across Canada. He had one leg. Yeah. He had a stump for the other. And he didn't make it. I stood in Thunder Bay, Ontario, where he ended. I stood in St. John's, Newfoundland, where he began. And I thought about both of those points. And I thought, you know what? Billions of dollars have been raised because one guy just attacked something purely. That's it. That's all he had. He had nothing, literally did not have the basic fundamentals to do the task. He was just pure in his intentions. And I think if we approach men if we give of ourselves and ask nothing in return, men will in, in turn, they'll become what they could be and then they'll do the same for other men. And that's what this is all about. That's what this football thing is about. The season to save a life is what we're calling it. It's yeah. about showing men that it doesn't matter where you're starting from. It doesn't matter your situation or circumstances. You can do something. Now just get up and do it. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it is that ultimately, and that's another thing that I, I even for my, myself, I, I think about often is we make a whole bunch of different excuses as to why we can't. But when you put those excuses aside, or when you really examine them, you're, you realize that they're also a lie. <laughs> and you start to realize that, wait a minute, I can do this. Yeah. And if this guy just went out and attempted the impossible with one leg, Man, I guess my excuses really don't count. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. And, and, you know, I hope that when men see me play, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not being braggadocious, but it'll be on SportsCenter. 
you know, when I, when I, when I snap the football and break the record, it'll be a little clip that says, and down in wherever school, this old man did this, blah, 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 blah. And somebody's going to say, oh, shit. Wow. Okay. And then they'll read a little bit more about the story, understand where I came from. And they'll say, that's me. If that crazy old man can do this, then I can overcome my challenges. And it it gets me emotional because I think to myself, 3,287 people are going to try to kill themselves today. Yeah. That's reality. 3,287. Well, fuck that. Yeah. That number needs to be 2,750. And then it needs to be 1,292. And then it needs to be 543. And then it needs, right? I mean, it if we can put, a, if we can put a fucking man on the moon, you're telling me we can't handle that? We yeah. can't handle that. And it's, 100%. but it's one guy, one trusting relationship, one tool, one tip, one listening ear at a time, one encouraging word at a time, one step in the journey at a time where we walk with another man. That's what we have to do. And that's what you're doing with this podcast, man. That's why I'm so impressed with what you're doing. And on a side note, you and I need to get in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, yeah. young buck. We yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. I mean, I live in the gym, man. I'll be there 24-7, but I'm I got to I gotta pay gonna, bills. I'm going to come up to Vancouver, man, and we're going to get in the gym. Because you know what? I'll say this publicly. After I play college football, the next season, I'm going to try out for the CFL. Do it, man. Do I am. It. I'm yeah, not, it's do no, it. no joke here. I don't know if I'll make it, but you can guarantee, write it down right now, I'm going to try out for a CFL team in the preseason after I play college football. So when I'm doing that, I'm going to come to Vancouver. 100%. And you and I are going to pump some iron. We're going to run a little bit. We'll do some agilities. We'll do <laughs> our thing, do man. It. See if Let's you can keep it. up with the old man. <laughs> Don't worry, my bench press is strong. I still have never... Come on, uh... bro. <laughs> two plates for 30 reps let's go <laughs> up, really oh it's been a little while but right now i'm like two plates i can still do for about 20 i'd say you know what so my goal this will give you a sense so my target is um 17 right nice so when i go testing day so i mean it's really important man i have to acknowledge my coaches coach coach chris rubio he's the number one long snapping coach in the world he pours himself into me every week uh, Dr. Connor Hogan. Dr. Hogan's one of the top neuropsychologists in the world, works with me three to seven times a, a week, uh, helping me reprogram my brain. And then Kirk Sanderson, incredible performance coach, fitness coach. He, he works with M- uh, MLB, NBA, and uh, NFL, first wow. round draft choices. He's straight up. I will tell you, though, I curse his name every day because he's a pain in the ass, <laughs> but uh, his workouts are killer. But I'll tell you, man, these three men, for free now, for free, have coached me, guided me, trained me for this world record. And I, I I wouldn't be anywhere near this if it wasn't for those three guys. Why do you think that is? You know, it's for me and one thing that kind of like, you know, really hit the heartstrings when you said that, you're like, some guy's going to be watching that and he's going to say, dude, that's me. You know, and that, that to me is one of those like, it's moments like those where you're you're almost like, dude, that's that's a paradigm shift in that man's mind. Where maybe he's he's thinking about doing something bad the next day, and he sees something like that, and in that one moment of like inspiration, he says to himself, "Wait a minute, if he can do it, I can do it." Right. 
And that's almost like, you know, and we talk about Terry Fox where it's kind of like, that's where inspiration comes from. And maybe inspiration isn't forever, but everybody has that little starting point where he's able to say, man, I saw that 57 year old dude, man. I can't believe he lost that. Like what? I'm like, I could do that too. And it's almost like, but they'll never forget that. And, and when everybody around you says, Hey man, we want to see you do this because we know what pure inspiration and what like, that actually looks like and, and the effect of it the impact of it man like that's the one thing where we joke around and all that but i'm like at the end of the day it's it's that one moment that one moment where i think you'll probably make the biggest impact of your life man you know it, it, it's yeah. almost like I, mean, I think you're right <laughs> and I, I i will say this because you're obviously you are correct there's a potential for that but i think that every one of us has that opportunity hundred percent example dad comes home every night barks at the kids dad comes home every night barks at the kids because he's just pissed off at his life depressed angry life isn't what it used to be and then one day dad comes home and doesn't bark at the kids he loves the kids and then the next day and the next day and the next day and one day the kids walk up and wake up and say dad changed and they're inspired so it doesn't have to be go play college football. It doesn't have to go, you know, go climb Kilimanjaro. It doesn't have to be that. Yeah. It can just be that you made a change for the positive in your life. And that ends up being an inspiration to the people that hang around you every day. Yeah. And that kid looks up and says, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my dad was a jerk and then he wasn't a jerk anymore. And I admire my father. Yeah. And I love my father. That potential is there for every one of us. So don't, I want your listeners to know, don't think it's the college football thing or the Kilimanjaro thing. It's whatever your world record is. Yeah. What's your personal record that you're going to go beat today or this week or this month or this year? Go beat it and you will be an inspiration to the people that see you do it. And as you mentioned before, that little corner of the earth that you call, you know, your territory, I guess. It's Yep. Hey, man, that's where you're going to make the biggest impact anyways. <laughs> so why and, not and, start there? And it's probably the only one that matters, right? At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. I guess in, in your case, it's going to be like on a larger scale, which is, again, I applaud you, man, and I can't wait to see it happen. But for us, you're right. It, it's almost like, where are you going home to tonight? Can you right. make that place a little bit better? Right. And, and, and it's really important to realize that neither one is neither one is more or less valuable. Me yeah. doing a thing that's more visible doesn't any make it any more valuable. You or someone listening doing something that's less visible doesn't make it less valuable. We've got a wrong evaluation matrix in our world today. The guy who faithfully and consistently goes and does an amazing job at his work, volunteers in his community raises up good kids is a phenomenal uh, spouse to his love his or her loved one whatever that's a solid dude man yeah that's a dude to be honored and celebrated although he may not be highly visible he is certainly extremely valuable to our community 100%. and that's who we need to celebrate those are the the men we need to be that we need to be holding up uh, not yeah. necessarily the athlete the singer the dancer the the media, uh, the social media influencer, the TikToker, right? <laughs> TikToker. Yeah. The Snapchat Instachatter, right? That's old man talk for you there. The, no. the Snapchat Instagram, Insta right? Influencer, yeah, man. 
Yeah, so I had to I had to drop into some old man speak there. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, I understand it. I speak it fluently, man. But speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of um, Instagram and all that good stuff, where can we find you, Ian? Tell us more sure. about your website. So all Plug they gotta everything. do. All they got to do is just one place to go: season to save a life org. Season to save a life org. If you're a man in crisis right now, if you're a man that's struggling right now, if this resonated with you, and you are, and you have, and are currently thinking of harming yourself, I want you to go to that website. I want you to scroll down to the middle of it. There's a phone number where you could call somebody right now. It's the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call that number. There'll be someone there that can talk with you and guide you and help you and support you. If your situation isn't as intense, but you still want to know what's going on deep inside of you, then you can go to that website and you can scroll down and it says get resources. Click that button and you're going to go to headsupguys.org. And it's a program of the University of British Columbia, ironically, oh, University wow. of British Columbia. And there's some there's some surveys that you can take and some tests that you can take. And it'll tell you, am I just sad or am I depressed? Yeah. It's got videos and resources that can help you. It's even got a directory where you could find a counselor to support you and help you. Nice. So season to save a life.org, season to save a life.org. And one more thing, my friend, during this journey. When I was in my deepest, darkest times, there was nobody to talk to. Yeah. There was nobody, or at least I felt like there wasn't because I was ashamed. I, I, I couldn't tell people that were close to me what was really going on. So if you are a person that this has resonated with and you got no one in your life to talk to because you're too ashamed, call me 775-298-1014, 775-298-1014. Seven seven five two nine eight ten fourteen. That's my literally my cell phone number. Now, why am I giving that to you? I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything, but I can listen. That yeah. I can do, and then we can help you find the help that you need. But if you have no one in your life to talk to, call me, and I'll I'll talk to you, and then we'll get you where you need to go. So that's how they can find me. I love that. I love that, and I mean that comes right from the heart. So. 100%. You know what? That was a fantastic episode. I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. Ian, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you, my friend. Hey, everybody out there, take care. And if you have any issues, hit Ian up. <laughs>